Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. But first, before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you're sick of focusing on just on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks that we see outside of the training and nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And so we dive into those and, and figure out what those are. So if you're interested in, in coaching or have any more questions on, you can reach out to me on Instagram, or you can fill out the link in the show notes and we can continue that conversation um, from there. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan. Um, And if you just want to learn more about a body recomp, I have my 75 minute masterclass on body recomp, what it is, how to do it. And you can find the link to that in the show notes. So next, if you want to reach out to me or you want just a little bit more information on what I do and things like that, follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. That's where I'm most active, share the most content and and whatnot. And then lastly, if you have found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. And I appreciate uh, everybody who listens. With that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I'm going to talk about is seven common reasons that clients struggle with fat loss. And so some things that I'm not going to mention today are going to be like protein, what their calories and macros are. We're going to look at, I talked about those bottlenecks, right? When I talked about coaching and figuring out what those are and what I'm talking about there. So that will give you a better idea. But again, this isn't, oh, hey, you just need to eat more protein. Hey, you need to move more. Like people know this, right? We're going to dive a little bit deeper here on this. And so there's a few things I want to go over with fat loss with losing bat with losing body fat before we dive into to these things. So a lot of the information you hear is hey, eat less, move more. And that is generally great advice. However, this doesn't take into consideration like the habits and like what you need to do to get there. In today's world, fat loss is super tough. It's not easy. It's possible for everyone to do it, but it does require some discipline and consistency day in and day out. We're just bombarded, like all everything that's marketing, everything like that. Like it just makes it really challenging to be able to stick with a a fat loss diet, right? Food tastes amazing. It's easy. It's you can access it. It's very accessible, right? It's cheaper. It's easy. Commercials on it all the time. You're just we're just about bombarded with it. Then you have events, and it's there's alcohol, there's tasty food, and it's just really hard. And the thing that sucks with fat loss is you just it's just consistent. It's relentless, and you have to stay on top of it very consistently. And so because of this. I don't have clients try to lose body fat all year round, right? We do this in phases and these are typically in eight to 16 week phases. Again, it depends on where exactly you're at, but on average, it's about eight to 16 weeks, right? We're not always trying to lose body fat because it is really challenging uh, to do that. Now, this doesn't mean when we're out of a fat loss phase or when we're not trying to lose body fat that you just do anything and everything and you do what you want. There's still going to be some moderation. We're still going to have goals, um, but you're just going to have a little bit more flexibility and you're going to be able to consume a little bit more calories than you otherwise would in a fat loss phase. For the rest of the year, we're focusing on improving habits and to help with future fat loss phases and just building your body up. So we, we need to make sure that we're not always trying to lose body fat because it can be relentless and then it can just take a toll on you mentally and 
um, you know, all the side effects that, that come with trying to lose body fat. And actually when you do lose body fat, all those, all the kind of like diet fatigue that, that comes along with it, right? Because your body is going to, I always tell people this, like you, we have to think about fat loss from an evolutionary standpoint. Our bodies are very good at being able to conserve energy in case we didn't have, we had long periods of time where we, we didn't have access to food, or maybe we didn't have a, a lot of calories to consume. And so our bodies are great at being able to fight against weight loss um, and be, and being able to, to uh, hold on to as much energy as possible. Again, helpful thousands of years ago, not so helpful today in a world where, uh, like I said, just a couple minutes ago, tasty food is easily accessible. It, it's designed to get you to want to eat a lot of food, to eat more. And these are the things that, hey, your brain's okay. Well, fat and carbohydrates, that's amazing. That's, this is the type of food that we want. So it's like this, you weren't ever at any point in time as we are, we're evolving, not revolving to have that kind of combination of let's take a cookie, for example, it's high in fat, high in sugars, AKA carbohydrates. You never were able to find that combination, but that would be a food that was, that would have been very highly sought out had that option been available. Right. So like our brains are designed to be like, give me some more of that. That's super the, the taste, but also just that, like the, the amount of energy that it gives you would have been very efficient for the body thousands of years ago. Again, not so much today. And again, we need to work with our environment and work versus working against it. And, and just understanding the battle, that, like the, the battle that we have, again, it can happen, but it is just very challenging to lose body fat in today's world. So let's dive into the com common seven reasons or seven common reasons why clients struggle with fat loss. And again, this is me taking this from just clients that have succeeded, clients that haven't, clients that maybe they had to break through certain plateaus. So this is all of this combined here in terms of where I came up with these. So thinking 70, the first one is thinking 70 to 80% compliance for the week is enough. And again, that's a great start, but unfortunately fat loss, like I mentioned earlier is relentless. One of the biggest traps clients get themselves into is thinking that 70 to 80% compliance is enough. So it's, Hey, I was good this week. What happened? And then it's okay on the weekend. I didn't track one or two days. I didn't really focus on fat loss during that time. And it's unfortunately, like I said, it's relentless. So you can get to the, it's not like you're going to gain weight by having week you're on track, you're hitting your calories and macros the weekend you go over. It's not like that's going to have you gain a ton of body fat, but you're going to end up like dieting during the week or dieting most of the time, but then you end up being at maintenance. So it's like you're mentally you're dieting, but physically you're not actually dieting. And that can be a tough place to be in, right? So what you do in that 20 to 30% can undo all the hard work that you put in. So we really, what I try to work on with clients is like, Hey, obviously you can string together five good days out of a week. We really need to tighten up that last 20 to 30% there and really make sure that, Hey, maybe you do enjoy, but we're also managing it to where it's not causing you to now consume so many calories that you end up just staying around your maintenance and not making progress. So I find that people can stick with it for 70, 80% of the time, but it's at 20 to 30% where, man, it's just, it just gets super tough. And unfortunately, depending on what you do in that 20 to 30%, it can undo all the progress that you made. So to put this in perspective, perspective, 70 to 80% is five to five and a half days out of the week. So this is, Hey, you just have one day where you didn't, it was a Saturday and it was a weekend, you're out of your routine and you just did whatever you wanted. That's really there. If, if you, and, and what I was also trying to make this point out, I made a post on this. It's so easy to consume 3,000 plus calories in a day, if not more, if you're not careful with it, right? If, if that day becomes multiple meals out, if it becomes alcohol is involved, if it's very calorie dense foods, like it gets 
pretty easy to rack up three, 4,000 calories in a day. And it's, hey, you do that one or two days out of the week. It's now you're at maintenance for the week. This is a big trap that people get themselves into. And, and so it's, and this is where I commonly see people come to me and people are like, oh, my metabolism is just so slow. I'm, I'm eating 1200 calories, but it's, yeah, you're eating 1200 calories throughout the week. 70, 80% of the time, but what are you doing in those in that last 20 to 30%? And this is a tough pill for people to swallow. And it's also they have to, I can't think of the, the phrase, but they have to look at themselves in the mirror on this one. And it's a tough thing to do for sure. But I feel like this is probably where most people fall apart in your head. Hey, you're doing good. You're doing everything 70, 80% of the time. And then that you just want to let loose a little bit and you have no game plan and, and then you get yourself uh, in trouble there. So I've said the same thing multiple times. So I'm, I am going to move on, but uh, this is one that is, is huge. And this is where you need to look first. If you're struggling with fat loss, you need to look at this. Again, this isn't, to, to go back to what I said initially, this doesn't mean that you need to be on it 100% of the time, 100, like 100, 364 days out of the year, 24 seven, like we're going to have some phases where you get, you get a little bit more flexibility. Maybe you have some days that are a little bit more flexible. Um, but again, we really need to make sure that consistency is higher than 70, 80%. And in that 20 to 30%, that's left over, what are you doing in that time? And we need to make sure that you're uh, improving that. So number two is people are just too reactive with food and tracking, right? So I just meant reactive in general, right? So first people don't really, so let's go over this. So without a plan, your fat loss progress will be slow or non-existent. If you don't really have a game plan for what you're going to do, like throughout the week, it's just, oh, hey, I'm going to lose body fat. You know, it's going to be really tough to, to do that. So it's crucial to have a general plan for the day, um, even if it doesn't include every single detail. Additionally, preparing in advance for challenging situations that may hinder your adherence to the plan, right? What I mean by that is like any events that you have that night or that week, having some sort of game plan for that versus just being reactive to everything that's going on or, oh, hey, there's tasty food. Oh, I'm going to have it. You need to have some game plan. Hey, I know there's going to be tasty food here. I might have a little bit or I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm not going to just always be reactive with food. Oh, this person's offering that. Okay. Yep. There we go. But also from a standpoint of reacting, like being reactive with tracking where it's, you don't have a game plan for the day. You just eat whatever you eat and then you just track it. So again, we don't have a general game plan. Like I said, you don't have to have every last detail nailed down, but you want to have some sort of game plan for the day. Okay. Maybe it's, this is how many meals I'm going to have. This is a, two of my meals already planned out. The other two, maybe I, I, wing it a little bit more, or maybe I have all my protein planned out for the day. So whatever you decide to do there is fine. Just we, we need to make sure that we have some sort of, we're proactive in some way, right? So instead of being reactive, make conscious choices about what you eat, such as deciding to have pizza rather than giving into hunger. What I mean by that is again, oh, hey, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm just going to eat pizza. Or again, pizza's there. It's offered. You don't really think about it. And you're just super reactive to it, right? Like, try to take a step away and, and, and think about it versus just being reactive to everything around you. Again, reactive being you're just tracking on the go. Reactive being you show you have no game plan for an event. Reactive also being, oh, hey, there's that food here. I'm just going to eat it. And really taking that, that or just, hey, I'm hungry, so I'm just going to eat now. So again, having some sort of general game plan and not being reactive is going to be key here. But people that are super reactive to everything going on to them, I find struggle with fat loss. Three, and this kind of goes to the last one, but not being okay with any hunger. I need to have a snack on hand in case I get hungry. I feel like that's a common like quote that I hear from clients and just people in general is, oh, this is the snacks that I have on hand in case I get to get hungry. It's look, you're going to be hungry. And again, if you are just like having snacks on hand to eat when you're hungry, being reactive, like I mentioned, having a game plan ahead of time of knowing a general idea of when your meals are, it's okay, I'm getting hungry, but I know I'm going to eat in 45 minutes, right? If you don't have that game plan, then it's just, I'm hungry. This is uncomfortable. I'm just going to eat now. So again, I think a big mistake is just 
we're not ever, we're not okay with any amount of hunger. It's, oh, I'm hungry. I got to eat. I have to eat right now. I can't be with this at all. I got I got to find food to, to eat now. And it's, if you're always eating that way, fat loss is going to be challenging. I think this mindset is going to make fat loss tough. Yes, we want to avoid times when you get ravenously hungry and find strategies to help lower that. That's definitely what we're going to do. We want to make sure we manage that hunger. But if you aren't okay with any amount of hunger, you're going to struggle. I think it's good to get that uncomfortableness of being hungry. It's a good skill to learn, especially if you want to maintain a, a certain level of leanness or you want to get leaner than you are. If you aren't okay with that, fat loss is going to be really challenging and, and, and maintaining a, a leaner look is going to be very challenging for you. I would definitely get practice being hungry at times. And again, this isn't like you're just ravenously hungry throughout the day. You don't have to get to that point. But again, any moment you start to feel a little hungry, you just go and eat because I don't like this feeling. You're going to have a tough time with fat loss. Uh, number four, and again, this kind of goes hand in hand with the last one, but too much snacking and grazing throughout the day. Again, this goes back to just being reactive. This goes back to not being okay with hunger. But again, these the like the act of doing that, I think, is going to you know that's not going to set you up for a successful fat loss phase. But these the types of foods that people generally snack on usually leave you feeling more hungry and the calories can add up rather quickly. So again, not going to be great for fat loss, right? You're hungry, you're eating tasty food. That tasty food is hard to moderate. So you eat more of it, but you're also that type of food generally leads you to stay hungry and want to eat more. So it just ends up being this vicious cycle. And this is where, again, people like don't feel like they eat a lot of food, but then they're, I'm tracking 1200 calories, but then you actually would look at what their calories were and it's like 2,500 because they aren't realizing how many calories are in some of these snacks. And they also feel like snacking and grazing is one of those types of things where people forget about it. So it's not even that they're purposely omitting this or not logging it. It's just, you forget about this stuff. And again, this comes back to being reactive. So if you can work on being more proactive and again, taking a step away versus just, Oh, Hey, there's a, a, a bowl of m and I'm going to eat it can, can be super helpful. Again, if you are just going to be doing a lot of snacking and grazing, fat loss is going to be challenging. We want to eat full meals, full balanced meals, high in protein, moderate carb, moderate fat, some veggies, fiber, things like that. And, and those are going to be the meals that keep you feeling full. And then the next one is trying to fit in too much uh, tasty food, right? So there's nothing wrong with including some tasty food into your week when you're in a fat loss phase. But if each day you're enjoying a lot of like calorie dense foods to quote unquote fit them to fit into your macros, I think this is going to cause you to not eat enough things like fruit, veggies, protein, and more filling foods, right? So hunger and cravings are going to be through the roof. And like we want to have one of the benefits of tracking calories and macros is it gives you that flexibility. You're not stuck this like this is exactly what you have to eat. You know, you get some flexibility, but people swing too far on that pendulum to where now they try to fit in too much tasty food. And then it's like, again, you're, you're, maybe your calories are like 16 to 1700. And these tasty foods take up three, four, three, four hundred calories. They don't really provide any vitamins and minerals. They're not really providing any fiber, low protein. They get you to want to eat more. So you end up just feeling like you're super hungry. And then this goes back to if you're reactive, you're going to eat more of it. You're going to be super hungry. Again, if you're not comfortable with that, it's going to make things even worse. So again, we want to try to fit in some tasty food, but we have to be careful with fitting in too much tasty food. And so this is where I'll look at a client's food log here to see where see what's going on. Hey, I noticed that 
Hey, you did a great job hitting your calories. You might want to start to, you mentioned you were super hungry. You wanted to go off plan over the weekend. I looked at your food during the week and it's, Hey, we could probably replace this bag of chips with some fruit, or we could replace that bag of chips with some veggies or maybe a better carb carbohydrate source, right? Like a potato or something like that to get you more food volume, get, get you some vitamins and minerals. You're going to feel fuller and you're just going to feel better overall. This is where going through a client's food log uh, can be super helpful here to make sure that, Hey, yes, you're hitting your calories and macros. Great job, but we can make this a little bit better as well. And then also what I see with this too, is if you are on a lower calorie diet for fat loss, which most people are eating lower calories and they want in a fat loss phase, and you start to have too much tasty food. And I also start to notice like protein gets a little low as well too, when that happens, hunger cravings are going to be through the roof when this happens. So the next big mistake that people make when they're in a fat loss phase is just too many meals out. Restaurants and fast food places don't care about your fat loss goals, right? They just care about you coming back. So they're going to make food tasty. Um, they're going to make you want, you know, again, make it tasty to where you want to come back. Um, chances are the meal that you logged is 300 calories is probably 600 plus calories when it's all said and done. Again, maybe on the app, it says it's 300. But if you were to actually see how many calories were in that meal, chances are it could be up to double or or more, right? Um and so it's, what do I do here in this situation? If I, if I want to eat out a lot, that's, you probably are going to have to dial it back in. Otherwise you are going to be guessing here on this, right? It's going to be one of those things where you can eat out more and you can make good choices, but if you're not seeing the results you want to see, it's, we don't really know what's going on for sure. At the end of the day, what I tell clients on this is just, unfortunately, you're ultimately going to have to limit how often you eat out for a successful fat loss phase. Again, you can fit in a couple meals, uh, I feel like throughout the week, but the more that you have. And the more that you're not seeing the results that you want to see, it's, that would be a, at the top of the list of things that I would try to dial back with clients is eating meals out. Again, you can eat tasty or you can make good choices when you go out. But again, too many of these meals are just going to make fat loss much tougher. It's more of a kind of a guessing game at that point, right? Where it's, you'll have, the, I'll have these check-ins with clients where they're just don't really know what to expect each week they go in. Whereas I feel like when you get into a good game plan with fat loss, you're not as reactive. You have a game plan. You're not eating out very often. It becomes this like process of what to expect. You're going to drop weight. You're you're comfortable with some hunger, right? Another thing like that. Like you, you just know that you're going to be dropping weight. Maybe you have a week here and there where things just, they're a little bit slower. Maybe weight didn't go down, but the next week it ultimately goes down. Whereas like clients, I feel like they eat a lot. They're not okay with hunger. They don't have a game plan. They're reactive. It's every time they check in, it's, you don't really, they don't really know what to expect when they hop on the scale or when they, what their progress is going to be for that week. It's more just, oh man, here we go. I, I hope that I freaking got it figured out this week. That's what I feel like happens here when with too many meals out and the, those things that I just mentioned, the, the grazing and stuff like that. Whereas if you can cut all these things back that I've been talking about today, it's less of a guessing game. It's more just like, right, you did those things. We're going to see weight trend down. We got six weeks left in this fat loss phase. Boom, boom. All right. Great job. You crushed it. Now back to a little bit more flexibility. Again, I get that doesn't, that's easier said than done, right? People have lives. They have other things going on, but just an observation on my part in terms of the more of these things that I see that are off, it's more just like that. Oh, I hope this is a good uh, check-in week for myself. Not like me personally, but my clients when they're checking in and putting in their like scale weight and stuff like that. So the last one here, number seven is alcohol. This can easily add hundreds of calories that provide no nutrition, no vitamins and minerals. They may even just deplete things a little bit more and it's going to increase your hunger, right? Unless you can do the better when it comes to fat loss. There's really no way around this. Clients that drink regularly during a fat loss phase, it's again, it goes back to that guessing game. And most of the time it's not, it ends up not being in their favor. And even if you do, let's say you're somebody that can fit in alcohol and you drink it. If you have a glass of wine or a drink, a, a, a 
glass of beer or whatever, like one beer a week or one to two beers a week or one to two glasses of wine a week, one to two cocktails a week. Okay. You're going to be fine. Like you can fit that in. You can totally make this work. But once you start having more and more, not only one, you're going to get those calories, those the additional calories that you're drinking from the alcohol, right? But again, you're also taking up a bigger chunk of your, so before I go into that, you're, it's also going to increase your hunger. You're more likely to be like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm just going to eat whatever because I don't care at this point, right? I'm buzzing. I'm feeling good. I'm just going to eat food, right? So then there's, again, this kind of, I don't know how many calories I had. I probably had a lot. Or again, maybe you forget that you eat, you ate, but then not only that night, but then you have the next day where now you don't want to move. You are hungry. You want to eat tasty food again the next day. So you can see where all of a sudden it's, yes, the problem is you are drinking a lot of your calories, which is an issue, but then you also it's the day, the next day too, that it starts to impact everything. Right. But also with the alcohol too, you got to think if you're already fairly low calorie because you're in a fat loss phase. Now, a big chunk of your caloric intake again is from liquid calories. They don't provide any nutrition. So you also just feel like crap too, that that night and the next day. And just because you're like depleted, but you also just are hungover and like I said, too, alcohol can deplete your vitamins and minerals as well, too. It can increase your need for those things as well. So you have that going against you. So really in a fat loss phase, alcohol, the, the less you can do, the better it's going to be. Like I said, I think you can totally fit it in every once in a while. You just have to think, hey, in the next eight to 16 weeks, maybe if there's like a big event that happens or something like that, for example, we have a wedding this weekend that we're going to, okay, then I'm going to save, I might save a few more drinks for that night. But if you're doing that regularly, three plus drinks, four drinks, and just, oh, hey, friends want to go out tonight, time to drink. It's going to be really challenging to stick to your fat loss diet, right? These are all the things, these seven things, like I said, when these are all put together, again, usually it ends up being this kind of, oh, I hope this check-in goes well versus if you can start to get these things dialed in, it's almost just, hey, all right, cool. You just trust the process and it's much easier with everything. And so again, these are all things that I work on with clients and really pay attention to, right? If they're struggling with fat loss, hey, I'm tracking calories. Why are things not going down? It's okay. Hey, let's look at your compliance. Where was that at for the week? Did you have a game plan for your nutrition? Because again, I can sit here and give them plans, but uh, at the end of the day, sometimes some weeks are better than others for clients and, and whatnot there. Are you okay with hunger? What does that look like? Are you snacking and grazing? Are you trying to fit into, can we I'll look at their food log? Are you trying to fit in too much food? How often are you going out to eat? Again, we can look at that through their food log and then alcohol. Are you drinking regularly? And it's, these are all things that we're going to look at here. If somebody's stalling out with, with that loss. So hopefully that was helpful. That's it for this episode. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.